because Big Ten football is back, and we are here and have you covered. Well, boys, we never thought this day would come after our last episode of what we would say breaking news, but it appears that the Big Ten has realized they made a mistake, jumped the gun too early, and now it is official. Big Ten will have a football season. Um, the announcement coming today, and although we don't know the team's final schedules yet, we have a couple things in place. And so before I pass it off to uh, my co-host today, Mitch Farnsworth and Frank Lippold, Let's just run through the uh, schedule now that we have a tentative schedule in place. So with the Big Ten coming back to play football today, it will be an eight-game conference-only football schedule that is going to start um, between October 17th and October 24th. And like I said, eight games to run through there. The Big Ten Championship will be held at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis December 19th. December 20th is the key date because that is when the college football playoff committee announces the four-team field that Sunday. So, let's dive right into it. Let's get each other's reactions. Um, I mean, boys, we didn't really think we were going to be here to begin with. So, yeah. uh, Frank Lipple, your reaction to Big Ten football being back? Top five greatest days of my life. It is, uh, it's about time. Um very, very thrilled it's back. Uh, I, I like the eight-game schedule. Uh, the, there should be at least one bye week in there uh, in case of uh, a makeup day for COVID as well if, some, if something were to happen. Uh, so they should get the full eight games in. And um, I mean, you look at hopefully, obviously it comes down to what the playoff committee deems the four best teams. But I mean, an eight-no team hypothetically winning the Big Ten, you would think they would get in. So. Hopefully it all shapes out, but at least we're uh, we're back watching them. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, uh, Mitch Farnsworth. Uh, it's great to hear. Uh, after getting the news today, I was excited. You know, finally getting to see Big Ten football. We watched a lot of uh, last weekend, obviously, or um, we watched a lot of the Big Twelve get destroyed by uh, lower competition from uh, the Sun Belt Conference, obviously. So. I was kind of disappointed to see that, and I'm like, man, we need to get Big Ten football back in a hurry after watching those uh, those games last Saturday. Um, you know, obviously Clemson going all over Wake Forest, nothing interesting. So uh, I was really excited to see, you know, the eight-game schedule, like we said, it's going to be interesting um, how that's going to be all set up here in the coming weeks, or hopefully days uh, we'll come up to it. But the presidents and uh, the chancellors have all finally agreed that, you know, we're going to move on and go on to uh, a Big Ten schedule. So uh, it should be fun. I'm excited. I think a lot of people are excited actually, or obviously after all the protests and everything about it, the, you know, the, uh, the mudslinging of uh, uh, Big Ten commissioner, it's it's been uh, it's been a wild few weeks here of you know constant rumors and everything like that. But here we are. We've been it's been agreed upon. In a few weeks, we'll have Big Ten football back. Agreed, and that's like you said. The big thing was the protests and the mudslinging of uh, the Big Ten commissioner Kevin Warren. But the big thing, and I know uh, Frank, you've been very vocal about it in our um, group chat. You know, obviously off the air, the vote that apparently never happened. Never happened. To cancel the season. There has been reports now that that vote actually never did happen. Never so, happened. um, both, both of you, I mean, obviously we know 
when this was postponed August 11th, the reason, according to um, the Detroit Free Press, was testing and contract tracing, and then also the chances of COVID-19 developing into a myocarditis or heart complications. Yeah, fancy word. So, well, I'm just using the actual terminology. <laughs> no, very smart. Okay. I'm sure everyone knows what we're talking about. Um, but, I mean, we've even seen guys, we, politics aside, we even saw President Trump step in here offering help from the government to supply these tests to get Big Ten football back. Um, obviously, we all agree we think the Big Ten and Pac-12 made a very early jump-the-gun-too-much mistake on canceling their seasons. And I really believe that after a full week of college football, the Big Ten really realized that these other teams are playing, everything's going okay right now, and now we have the resources necessary to have contract tracing and what would happen with the tests and everything. So uh, do you guys think that with the government getting involved and then after last weekend happening that the Big Ten realized that they could go on? Frank? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can just look at it uh, across. Uh, I mean, we are all in the state of Ohio. Literally every uh, intramural sports, high school sports, uh, the NFL is going on. Literally the only one not going on was uh, – the Big Ten in, in college football, so I feel like they would add they would have been a, a huge mistake, especially when uh, Cincinnati could play, but we couldn't. Uh, it, it just didn't really add up. Um, so I definitely think it had an effect, um, and, and just the pressure that all the uh, the players. I know Justin Fields put out that petition, signed over three hundred thousand uh, uh, signatures to get football back, um, and that's just a, a bevy of things. A lot of protests from players. Um, players uh families to to want them to to get in and play and i feel like the pressure was a little overwhelming uh by the for the presidents and the chancellors and especially when you also look at the at the money situation uh, i know mitch ball you're going to touch on that a little later with how, how how much was supposed to be gonna be lost if there was never a se- uh a season at all so uh all those combining factors um and i think the pressure, especially when you get the president involved, it's, it's, it's a really big deal and a lot of money to be thrown around. So I definitely feel like it had an impact. Absolutely. And so, Mitch Farnsworth, I'll throw the same question over to you. Um, and I'll, I have a part two for you specifically after you answer this. Uh, I think that we had a huge impact. I think that the surrounding factors, obviously, I've seen high school games, you know, in just the state of Ohio being played. Um, you know, obviously there's been a few hiccups and there, obviously there's going to be with this new uh, environment we are living in, the COVID-19 and everything going on with that. Um, but I think there's a lot of factors, the players protesting, the marches that were at, you know, at the office of the Big Ten, at Ann Arbor, all the other campuses around the Big Ten. Um, I, I think that the imposing uh, pressure that was put on the Big Ten from looking and seeing the ACC they were playing um, all in conference games the SEC is starting off here and it's very soon um, I just think the situation of that um, I don't think it was a mistake to make that I think I can agree that it was a mistake to go ahead and cancel the season so early I can understand why they did that 
I, I want, I know getting ahead of the, you know, the story. They want to get ahead of everything, make sure everything is right. But I feel like it was too early. The ACC and the SEC kind of were just standing there trying to figure out what they're going to do. And they just stuck with it and got through it. But, you know, all of the uh, uh, bad media got to the Big Ten is that they weren't, you know, it's been, it's uh, um, the leadership at the Big Ten is, it is, Shaky. It's chaotic. There's been following of, you know, just weeks after weeks of we've had votes, we've had no votes, we've had people, you know, um, that have reported that the Big Ten's coming back. Three weeks ago, they didn't say, and nothing came from it. Two weeks ago, one week ago, it's almost every other day that the Big Ten said they're coming back and then nothing happened. So um, it, I think the building pressure of the people, uh, the media, the players and everything definitely had a big impact in that and and eventually the Big Ten choosing to play football. Right, I completely agree. And earlier you just you mentioned that um, high school football games, even Frank said, you know, Ohio State is literally the only team right now in the state of Ohio that is not playing football. You have the Cincinnati Bengals, the Ohio State Buckeyes, um, and high school football is happening. And for our listeners who don't know, uh, Mitch Farnsworth is actually doing play-by-play broadcasting for his alma mater, Cloverleaf High School. So Mitch has done three football games now. Um, if you haven't heard his one call, kickoff return is out there on Twitter. Joel Clatt even uh, replied to Mitch Farnsworth. It was a great, phenomenal call by our uh, by our own Mitch Farnsworth. Very, very good call. But, Mitch, with you being able to go, because right now Frank and I can't go to those games. There's limited rules and regulations implemented by Governor DeWine and the OHSAA. With you being able to go and see those games, if high school is doing it the right way and has way less limited resources than these big-time Division One football schools, do you feel confident that the Big Ten will be able to carry out and enforce whatever is needed and be successful with the season? I believe so. I believe that the resources that the Big Ten, if they can get the, um, you know, like they talked about the fast testing and everything like that, I think it won't go off without a hitch. You know, we might come to that situation that what happens if a team gets one of the players gets COVID and then, you know, we'll we'll get that bridge down the road. But, um, you know, I've been seeing the protocols that the high school has done that there's, you know, the six, all the players on the sideline wearing masks six feet away. Every, like parts of the bleachers are X'd off. You can't sit there. You know, even on the field, you're not, there's limiting the amount of touching of the football. That the, um, if the offensive team has the football, it is they. If it's an incomplete pass, the ref doesn't get it. It's one of the players for um, it's for the situation. Cloverleaf has the ball. They have to get their own ball, bring it back, foul, and they hold on to it. It's, it's all that situation. The, um, you know, players don't, you know, you have those six packs of water jugs, no more. All the players bring their own water bottles. But I, I, anything like that, I think that the Big Ten, especially with their financial situation, has the ability to uh, have do everything these high schools are. Obviously, a high school situation is um, not 100% bulletproof and everything like that. There's teams that haven't played a game. Like, I know Pat Roosevelt has, has had trouble. I think they've tried to have four games, but they've been uh, um, they've been told they can't play those four games at all. So, it's not 100% proof. I think there is um, I think the money is the main situation with that, with the Big Ten. So, obviously, I think 
that the Big Ten has a great chance of uh, um, trying to. Or, uh, I think with their money that they have, they they could definitely do it. It's just going to be a situation of down the road what happens if they, uh, you know, one of these teams does have a player positive COVID test is, is what I'm worried about. But, yeah, yeah, I think with money-wise, they should be all right in the financial way of getting testing and everything. They should be fine. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up money-wise. So before I throw it back to Frank, uh, he had stated earlier, you know, I had some of the numbers for some colleges and universities in the Big Ten. So really quick, um, we like we said, we think these – the Big Ten saw the ACC and uh, Big 12 play last week and realized, okay, we can do it. The government's stepping in to help us. But there's always that other side, and it's the fact that they're losing money. And today it looks – well, we have numbers now that several Big Ten schools, and this is uh, Michigan and Michigan State, with a full football shutdown, it would cost their schools over at least $100 million or more. And so, for example, Michigan State without football – has a projection loss of $85 million. Every Big Ten school receives $35 million for their TV contracts. Um, Michigan receives $46 million in football ticket sales. Michigan State's about $20 million. Iowa, guys, Iowa was one of the schools pressing to play right away, and we now know why. Iowa has already been out there exploring loan options to cover expenses this year to play football because of how much money they would lose. So, Frank, simple question. Does this also play a factor for the Big Ten coming back, do you think? Well, this is probably the biggest factor, uh, especially when you get your colleges need to take out loans to cover expenses. It's it, it's a huge deal, and that's why I thought it was a huge mistake um, for saying they postponed it immediately. They should have just suspended it for uh, two or three more weeks to get the, the testing out and to make sure they could do all that. Um rather than just postponing and saying we're going to try and again in the spring, which seems like that's falling apart, and they're trying to go full head with um, with the fall that, that they announced. So uh, it, the money is probably the biggest factor for me, I would have to say. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mitch Farzer, I assume, just really quick, yes or no, would you agree money is probably the biggest factor? Well, obviously money runs the world, so that's a pretty easy one for me, and it runs football as well. So you follow the money there. I, I would have to agree. So um, with Big Ten football coming back, that means a couple things for us. It means uh, more than likely the return of our MMF podcast, which is much more football where us three guys, you know, preview the college football weekend, give us, give you guys a lock, an upset pick. Um, did that last year before we converted over to the F and M&M podcast. So I know we're very excited about that. But, boys, we don't have the official schedule yet of who is going to be playing who. So, just off of what you guys think, I need your Big Ten champion, one, and I'll come back for questions two and three. So, Mitch Farnsworth, who will win the Big Ten? Ohio State, pass. <laughs> Frank Lefford will win the Big Ten. Uh, the team with the best quarterback, Justin Fields, Ohio State Buckeyes. And I'm glad you said Justin Fields. Because before the Big Ten was canceled, Justin Fields was the co-favorite to win Heisman, or looked at as the biggest threat to Trevor Lawrence. No, he was so, Yeah, he's going. He would have won it. it well, that's that's what I'm going to ask. With an eight-game season, is that a big enough sample size to one get Justin Fields to New York for the Heisman ceremony, assuming they have it? Um, and two, is an eight-game season big enough for Justin Fields to 
be a challenger to win the actual Heisman Trophy. Mitch Farnsworth, you? Yes. You think it is? Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, I'll, I'll go yes. Okay, Frank. I would. I mean, I would. I would think so. But uh, what's the ACC playing? What are they playing? Eight games? Or are they playing ten games? They're playing. I believe they're playing the regular season. Uh, Mitch Farnsworth, if you know, go ahead and correct me. But I believe they're playing their ten game regular season. See, that could be potentially 500 more yards, and that's, six that's more touchdowns. I mean, it's just, it's, I would give it unlikely. Because, I mean, before the season, if, you know, if, if COVID never ever, ever happened, I feel like Justin Fields definitely would have been the favorite over Trevor Lawrence just because Ohio State would have been in a lot more competitive big games and where Clemson's blowing everybody out and Lawrence isn't even getting on the field in the third quarter. Uh, but, it's I would go with unlikely, but I think he could definitely get to New York if they go eight and zero and uh, and he throws up ridiculous numbers, which he's going to do. So I think he'll get to New York, but overtopping Lawrence now is it's going to be a challenge. So actually, I'm, I actually just pulled it up. Clemson will play eleven games. They have ten remaining yeah. after they just beat Wake Forest this past Saturday, thirty-seven to thirteen. Yeah, unlikely. And so, um, and we know the Big Ten starting. Between October 17th, it has that one-week pushback if needed to get teams ready, which would be October 24th. So, same question then. Is eight games enough to get a Big Ten team, whether that's Ohio State or, for the sake of this argument, we'll even throw in Wisconsin and if Minnesota can have a magical year like they did last year. Is an eight-game season enough to get a Big Ten team into the college football playoff? Frank, we'll start with you and then throw it to Mitch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, before the... uh... Uh, before the, all this went down, Ohio State was pulled to be this number two in the AP. Um, and if they go eight and zero and run the table, and then win their four straight Big Ten championship, they'll they'll be in. Um, just the I mean, it's who's the four best teams? It's not like there has a set requirement on how many games you have to play, whether it's eight or eleven. Um, I think a shorter schedule actually could benefit Ohio State uh, in the long run, as long as they go eight. No, if you, if you go seven and one. Um, it, it'd be a tougher case, especially if you if you were to go like eight zero and then losing the Big Ten championship game. I think it'd be unlikely. So I think you have to run the you have to run the table uh, for them to get in. I, I I would think. Okay, Mitch Farnsworth, your thoughts? I think that would be. Um, this is an interesting year. Obviously, all the teams not going to have a non conference schedule, uh, which kind of give us gives us a dictates. You know, which conferences are really good. You know. We're not going to be able to wage that, but you know the Big Ten is a you know Power Five for a conference. You know you got to look at that situation. It's that these teams you know get the best recruits, and you know the Big Ten is going to have these top recruits, and it shows last year because Ohio State's multiple years and in the uh, college football playoff. So if you want to look at this as if the college football playoff wants to get the top four teams. Even though if you play less games, I feel like um, even more than ever, it's going to be how um, the outcomes of the game, how much you win by, you know, how good the eye test. I think it's more important this year than ever with the non-conference schedule being not there at all. So, is, is Clemson I, still playing Citadel this year? Well, still, it's the eye test. You know, it, yeah, you're looking at it. You got to find. You know the best four teams, and I think that if the Big Ten um, does an eight-game schedule or is doing an eight-game schedule, you find the best. You know the best team out of those 
nine, eight games, you got to look at it and say, hey, this team won eight games against, you know, against colleges that do get four-star, five-star players. You got to look at that and say this team is good. This team, you know, they eye test. These people in the college football playoff committee have to be able to recognize, you know, how good a team is without even looking at the non-conference. But that's why I say the eye test is going to be huge this year. Um, how good a team looks, how, you know, what's the uh, how the outcome of each game is, you know, what's the, how lopsided it is. But, um, yeah, I think that with the Big Ten being a Power Five conference, big-time teams playing in, in the Big Ten, it's no easy run through the Big Ten, obviously, so I think for sure that the Big Ten should have a uh, representative into the college football playoff, even if they play eight games. And I completely agree with both of you. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens come December 20th, assuming all these conferences that are playing gets a full season in. All I know and uh, for me and what I know for you two is we are ecstatic that Big Ten football is back. Frank and I are very excited to watch our Buckeyes. Mitch, I know you're excited to watch um, Michigan. I know we're excited to get into arguments. And Sean Wade, come back, please. And that, that was the last thing I was going to say is Sean Wade apparently stated that had the announcement come within a few days. For those that don't know, Sean Wade declared for the draft, said he was foregoing the season, but that was before the Big Ten was reinstated. And apparently he said once the season would be reinstated, within a certain amount of time, he would consider coming back. And hopefully this um, timeline fits for him and his family. And Sean Wade, please, please come back. We need please. you. Love to have You're you. going to be and a top 10 pick. You're going to be a millionaire. You'll be one of the first defensive players taken off the draft. You'll be the first corner because we are DBU. But we need you to get a ring real quick. We, do, we, we would really like that. And I do think he's a top 10 pick. And Mitch Farnsworth will have that. Uh, coverage and analysis for us in our 2021 draft preview show when the draft comes around. Always. Um, so, thank you for tuning in for the uh, this very quick and breaking news episode. Um, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at TFNMMP. That is our podcast page for the FNMM podcast. Uh, I am today's host, Mitch Bala, alongside Frank Lippold, Mitch Farnsworth. Big Ten Football is back. Go Bucks, man.